I considered starting with these words. I no longer want to kill you. Because I really don't. But then decided you would think this far too melodramatic. You've always hated melodrama, and I don't want to upset you now, not in the state you're in, not at what may be the end of your life. What I mean to do is this. Write it all down, so I can get it right. This is a confession of sorts, and it's worth getting the details correct. When I am finished, I plan to read this account to you, Patrick, because you can't answer back any more, and I have been instructed to keep talking to you. Talking, the doctors say, is vital if you are to recover. Your speech is almost destroyed, and even though you are here in my house, we communicate on paper. When I say on paper, I mean pointing at flashcards. You can't articulate the words, but you can gesture towards your desires. Drink, lavatory, sandwich. I know you want these things before your finger reaches the picture, but I let you point anyway, because it is better for you to be independent. It's odd, isn't it, that I'm the one with pen and paper now writing this, what should we call it? It's hardly a journal, not of the type you once kept. Whatever it is, I'm the one writing, while you lie in your bed, watching my every move. You've never liked this stretch of coast, calling it suburbia on sea, the place the old go to gaze at sunsets and wait for death. Wasn't this area, exposed, lonely, windswept, like all the best British seaside settlements, known as Siberia in that terrible winter of 63? It's not quite that bleak here now, although it's still as uniform. There's even some comfort, I find, in its predictability. Here in Peacehaven, the streets are the same, over and over. Modest bungalow, functional garden, oblique sea view. I was very resistant to Tom's plans to move here. Why would I, a lifelong Brighton resident, want to live on one floor, even if our bungalow was called a Swiss chalet by the estate agent? Why would I settle for the narrow aisles of the local co-op, the old fat stench of Joe's Pizza and Kebab House, the four funeral parlours, a pet shop called Animal Magic, and a dry cleaners where the staff are, apparently, London-trained. Why would I settle for such things after Brighton, where the cafes are always full, the shops sell more than you could possibly imagine, let alone need, and the pier is always bright, always open, and often slightly menacing? No, I thought it an awful idea, just as you would have done. But Tom was determined to retire to a quieter, smaller, supposedly safer place. I think, in part, he'd had more than enough of being reminded of his old beats, his old busyness. One thing a bungalow in Peacehaven does not do is remind you of the world's busyness. So here we are, where no one is out on the street before 9.30 in the morning or after 9.30 at night, save a handful of teenagers who smoke outside the pizza place. Here we are in a two-bedroom bungalow. It is not a Swiss chalet, it is not. Within easy reach of the bus stop and the co-op, with a long lawn to look out on, and a whirligig washing line and three outdoor buildings, shed, garage, greenhouse. The saving grace is the sea view, which is indeed oblique. It's visible from the side bedroom window. I've given this bedroom to you, and I've arranged your bed so you may see the glimpse of the sea as much as you like. 
I've given all this to you, Patrick, despite the fact that Tom and I never before had our own view. From your Chichester Terrace flat, complete with Regency finishings, you enjoyed the sea every day. I remember the view from your flat very well, even though I rarely visited you. The Vox Railway, the Duke's Mound Gardens, the breakwater with its crest of white on windy days, and of course, the sea, always different, always the same. <laughs>